I did that. And then I tried to distract all of my children. So yeah. One, one's asleep. One's coming home from little league because that's now where we live. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, at least two are in the backyard. So that's four. That's total. Yeah, if there's got, more, you got, you got me beat. Oh no. And yeah, either stop at two or go to four. Is that how it works? Don't, don't do three. <laughs> three is the most stressful amount of kids. Sounds worse right. than four. Three is worse than four. Middle child syndrome. Um, I w discussing it with other families of four. No one's really sure why, because in four you have two middle kids. Like right, 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 right. But, but at least whatever, they can be middle together. Yeah. yeah. Well, for whatever reason, four works way easier. It part. I mean, right now, like my oldest takes care of my youngest during the day, so we can both work. Mm -hmm. And the other two are old enough that they're almost self-sufficient, but not quite. So, yeah. almost self-sufficient. <laughs> yeah, like they still have to ask, like, "Can I eat this?" So, right. like, that's they can, not... they can dress themselves, put their shoes on, stuff like that. Uh, yes, if if forced, they will dress themselves. Otherwise, they'll spend the entire day in their pajamas. Yeah, I mean, shit, same. <laughs> that's a lot of us right now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, let's right. do this. Open the show. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Ross. And I'm John. Uh, and this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Tonight, we're going to detour a little bit uh, into the realm of off-road cooking. Is that, a, is that the best way yeah, to describe yeah, that's, it? That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, we're continually social distancing. We did it before it was cool. Or before it was mandated. Social distancing hipsters. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Ross is in Connecticut. I'm in Kansas City. And John is in Pennsylvania. The woods of Pennsylvania, yes, right? Ish, ish, ish the woods, yeah. This is probably the closest three people on this show have been, actually. Yeah, a lot of our guests have been West Coast-based. So, like, for them, it's like, hey, the show starts at 6. And they're like, wait, I'm still doing stuff. Yeah, or Joel. <laughs> our first guest was in Australia. Yeah, he's oh. a, and he was a day ahead in the afternoon, so he was in the future. <laughs> I don't only know how that works. The only way Australia is in the future is, yeah. is on that front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, anyway, that was going to anyway. ramble off a completely other topic. So uh, tonight's automotive news is that the Bronco is actually not going to debut on OJ's birthday. Excellent call. <laughs> a, yeah, well, yeah. We thought it was a really good call to do it on his birthday, and then we thought more about it. And then it was a great press, like awareness thing, because everybody yeah. talked about it. It was everywhere, and now it's not. So there's even more people who weren't talking about the Bronco and didn't give two shits about it are now just talking about it because of the OJ thing. They right. talked about it on my local sports radio station. Like what? Yeah, like a show I listen to to have them tell me why we just need to sign Mahomes to millions and millions of dollars and not really care about Chris Jones. Like very specific sports I mean, talk normally. And the the last segment he throws in like so random. True. Yeah, I mean, he should be 80% of the value of the team, but whatever. Uh, they threw in the random fact that Ford's going to debut the Bronco on OJ's birthday. And, and even the sports radio guys were like, what the hell? <laughs> It's a bold. It's a bold move from a PR standpoint. It's a very, very bold move. So, I think, probably I think, a good call just shelving that one. Yeah, I, I personally think Ford just messes with us. Like they know 
They have to know. They're, I think they're, but they're, they're smart enough to understand, hey, we'll do this. People will talk about it and then we'll schedule the date. We're going to plan on it anyway. Like, but they don't ever want to let that leak out. And they're, they're actually good enough. They're tight enough in their company uh, communication that it never leaks out that that was the plan mm-hmm. all along. Right, right. Any, what's it, what is it, you know, that old phrase, any, any time people are talking about you is good, like any PR yeah. is good PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that said, did you guys see the picture of the Bronco that was floating around? The, the quote-unquote drone, drone shot that looks way too, way too staged. The only thing that makes me think <laughs> it's not like an actual just random dude with the drone is the ZR2 in the background. But like the specific product placement for the competitor. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just blurry enough. Well, then it, you, you had the C8, there are the Z06 mules out mm-hmm. with the GT3 RS, the whatever McLaren. Like every, yeah. everybody's been very specific with their uh, spy photos lately. Right. <laughs> uh, truck looks good though. I, I think the Bronco Sport looks better than we gave it credit for. I, I don't know. I mean, for what it is, it's a Jeep Renegade fighter. John, definitely don't go buy a Bronco Sport for that thing we were talking about earlier. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard, hard pass on that. We'll we'll circle back. We'll circle back to that one. We'll definitely come back to that topic, but this is definitely not not on the list. Uh, You said 5,000 pounds, right? Uh, it's dry weight three thirty five hundred. So with, so with five. tanks, yeah, yeah, at least five. Yeah. So like five. Okay, that's that's just gonna guide a little bit how I go. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, anyway, I like the Bronco Sport, and I'm not ashamed to say it. It looks like it's on steelies, which is kind of cool. But anyways, it's enough Bronco. We've talked about this endlessly. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be here eventually, and it'll be fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> you have you have no personal news this week you didn't update the document so we have no idea what you've done or um no i think i need to put a battery in the miata other than that i have effectively nothing to report ac recharge definitely need to do an ac recharge it's so i you know i spend a lot of time in in new cars or like very close to new cars and it made me realize how bad my air conditioning is and it's probably a factor of the Miata being the Miata, you know, and it's an eight-year-old car now, but it, the AC is, it's like just cold enough to prevent you from sweating when it's on full blast. So It's preventing it, you from sweating profusely. Profusely, yeah. It's, and it's been hot as hell here. It was like 92 today and it's high humidity. It's like, it's like, you know, the middle of August and it's just the end of June. It's been brutal. You know what's worse than bad AC? No AC. No AC. I just drove <laughs> a, Del- a Delica van all the way down in Knoxville like two days ago with zero AC. Oh my oh god! Man. Yeah. So, Can you crack the back windows at least and get some like wind tunnel action going? Or is oh, it I just- had I had windows down. I mean, I could. I was deaf in my right ear by the time I got down there. <laughs> I was on eighty-one with windows just wide open, just all out Jesus. for whatever that is. Ten so hours. You, you said right ear because you have to sit on the right side of the. Yeah. Table. You got that, yes, sir. <laughs> yep. That was that was not a Freudian slip. You got yep. that one. <laughs> so, like, how's the inside ear getting? Oh wait, other side. Of it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. okay, so the no AC is that a factor of it just being shot, or is it no, like it, it, it just rare needs, and hard to get? No, I just need to get okay. charged. I just, I honestly didn't remember it because I I bought it in the winter and I haven't been running it really at all, mm-hmm. uh, and I just forgot before I hit the road and I was like, oh, that's right. 
not working. <laughs> oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> I, I did that a couple summers ago in the, the 94 Land Cruiser, and it was, I got laid off and was having to like go to job interviews in this, like oh, hanging the suit in the back and be like, yes, yeah, I'd yeah. like to come work in your marketing department. Ignore my sweat. I was literally, I was scheduling myself to get there like 30 minutes early if it because it was an office building i would just go like hide in an air-conditioned bathroom to like not be <laughs> horrible but obviously yeah. i'm not a solicitor yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah so i had some experience like that when i first was when we were first starting brio we were stopping at dealers and we were we were living in a camper which didn't have ac at the time we had like a because we were all off grid so we were running everything on solar and so i had the similar thing where I'd, i would like stop beforehand and try to either like sometimes i would i'd go to like a flying you can like shower at flying jays yeah yeah i know that <laughs> yep. do stuff like that and just try to clean up because i'd want to pre present this really professional appearance to these new dealers but i was living in a camper so it was just kind of <laughs> like this constant dance but I, I i've been there even if you have like a 50 gallon water reservoir and like one of those little overhead things that goes on the tailgate it that wouldn't that wouldn't do it no no it is it is funny how like we forget sometimes like in our houses that there are so many other paths to get through life that are still totally reasonable, mm -hmm. but yet you problem solve differently. Like when you're like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get a shower done. Like that's yeah. not always the, the issue. True. Yeah. We had a shower in the camper, but just it, we, the freshwater tank was only 12 gallons. And so just, it randomly happened where, you know, we couldn't, use it and just had to make do so yeah it definitely does although handy trick if you have a shut off at the at the the head the shower head if you have you can install these little shut offs so that you get your water temp perfectly right you get a little bit of rinse and then you can just pop that thing off while you lather up mm -hmm. and then nice. you can serving a lot of you can do a whole a whole shower in a couple of gallons that's talking from experience yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i wouldn't have ever that wouldn't have occurred to me see now now i need to know i gotta get a shut off for the cape so i i think it's i think you're actually one of our more interesting guests because i'm wanting to build a camper trailer mm. so you right. might have a lot of quirks that i want to pick your brain on later <laughs> Cause I sure. want to go bigger than 12 gallons. <laughs> yeah. I, I would recommend it. Yeah. What, what size would you go with? Like, what is your, you have a new camper, right? Yeah. It's 20, um, which is better. Um, and then I have like another 20 or so in freshwater tanks in the truck. So that gives you like 40. Um, it depends how lightweight you're, lightweight you're trying to go because obviously the bigger your tanks, if you, if you are taking it off road, you know, weights, obviously. Water's heavy. Pale, so yeah. What is it? Very, very heavy. Eight pounds yeah. a gallon. That's oh, it's heavy. Yeah. Ross reversed that last show. Was, oh my God, I forgot. He about said that. eight liters to a gallon or eight liters eight, to a pound. Eight, or, yeah. Was, no, or eight, <laughs> eight gallons to a <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> what year was the Delica? 92. Or, 92. See, that's, we're, we're on a Mitsubishi theme and we haven't meant to do it, but you're like our th third guest in a row that's had Mitsubishi experience. Well, Glocker was here last week. And Glocker... Or maybe we just talked about them before with uh, Emmy and those guys. Those guys. I think oh so. My gosh. I'm those sorry, guys. ladies. <laughs> Both women. I'm calling them yes. guys. Uh, and so, where'd you get the Delica from? How, like, was it an importer? Like, how did that work? Okay. It, so I did not know that they existed. Um, <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't know that they were a thing. I I <laughs> thought 
like so basically my transition was so we when my wife and i first got married we lived in a casita camper for two and a half years when we were starting brio so a casita if you aren't familiar with them they're those like round fiberglass bubbles basically mm -hmm. made in texas uh, ours was 17 feet long and we've towed it with uh, Jeep Grand, Cher actually two different Jeep Grand Cherokees. The first was the V8 and the second was uh, actually the diesel. Mm. Um, anyway, Ooh, so, we, are good. Yeah, so we sold that, um, bought a house in the middle there towards the end, sold that, didn't have anything. And I was kind of planning my next rig. And we were thinking van, um, mainly because there's just certain spots we couldn't, we got to a lot of spots during those two and a half years, but there was just certain spots we couldn't get back to. Uh, with the camper and so we were like well let's let's do a van build um, plus then you're all more contained so if we do international stuff or more mm -hmm. sketchy like south american areas you're you're in the vehicle yeah right um so i'm on craigslist no facebook marketplace i'm just scrolling looking for a van dangerous and, uh, yeah, very <laughs> dangerous and i and i come across this photo of this van uh in allentown which is just like an hour away and i'm like what the heck it's that so i'm like scroll so i like i like take the name google it four-wheel drive diesel so i'm like okay i'm listening so far <laughs> yep, you have my attention <laughs> um and i'm and i'm reading like all these reviews people talking about how insanely reliable they are they can crawl you know short wheelbase all this stuff so i'm like, well, I'm gonna go look at it so I, I this is like in the middle of like a it wasn't a snowstorm but there was a bunch of snow on the ground and it's pitch black outside i drive up to allentown and I'm, I'm like on Google Maps, like trying to find this spot and I turn this corner and like a hundred yards away in the glow of the streetlight, I see this Delica. And at that moment, I'm like, I'm buying that thing. <laughs> like, they it, it just Not even a question. so cool. Yeah. They just look, they so look cool. great. They really yeah. do. So uh, for me, I mean, so I, I talked to a bunch of people that, that just like don't get it. Um, like especially bigger rig people, because they they're kind of like, you know, little and cute, but I've never driven a vehicle that gets more comments i mean every mm -hmm. single time you stop for gas someone's asking you about the and of course because it's right hand drive so awesome. anyway so the guy was an importer who brings me in always like for somebody like he'll have somebody you know he'll buy it for somebody mm -hmm. and bring it across and he had just seen this one pop up didn't have a buyer for it so he just brought it in had it gave me a pretty good deal on it um got it and then um i was expecting to go right into, into the van build we got busy at, but at that point we had one kid, Weston. Expected to ride in the van build, just got super busy with Brio. Um, changed, had a friend of mine who's got like a professional auto, auto body shop, changed the color. They're, they kind of come stock with this sort of weird two-tone, yeah. um, which I didn't mm -hmm. like. So it went with like a kind of like a, almost like a military forest green mm -hmm. and it turned out great. And then that's where it stopped. And then second kid came along <laughs> and I'm like, these things are smaller than like a van again. Like they're smaller than a VW. They're, they're deceptively they're, small. They're very small. Yeah. Uh, and I'm six, three. And then we got two kids and I'm also doing a lot of stuff for Brio on the road. So carrying fire pits, film gear. And I'm just like, there's no way. I mean, I don't care if I do, you know, rooftop tent, you know, a rack on the back, everything. There's just, mm -hmm. I, I won't get it all on. And if it, if it comes down to like not being able to do content for Brio, versus or like bring the kids it's like then it just doesn't work mm -hmm. so i made the difficult decision to part ways with the delica so did it have the crystal light roof no the, the glass oh, that's what it was called i thought it was like space dome or something no no <laughs> that's something else sorry that's that's <laughs> that's in the name it's mitsubishi delica space gear can be part of it space and then gear. it can have the option of the crystal light roof. Uh, I, I, I'm, see, I'm, I'm tall too. And I've really, I'm, I'm about six, three, six, four. And I really like the idea 
of a delicate for the same reasons that you probably got sucked into it for the vibe it gives off is just awesome. It's so great Mm -hmm. looking, but I think I'm too big. (laughs) And I've heard that I've heard the turbo diesel isn't quite what we would hope for, for highway speeds. Oh, Oh my, no. Yes. I, like I said, I just drove it all the way down to Knoxville because I'm, I'm such a nice seller that I hand delivered it to the buyer. Um, and I, I'm actually not that nice. I was going there anyways, but I drove, <laughs> I drove the whole way with the windows down at 65, 70 downhill and trucks downhill. just hauling past me. I'm on 81 the whole way down through Virginia there. And yeah, it's, that's a bit of, that's another downside is like, if I want to do a lightning fast trip, let's say the Midwest and I would drive through the night, get there quick while the kids are sleeping, you know, you're rattling no along at 65. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Okay, so you had two Grand Cherokees. You had a V8, guessing yeah. the five seven, and then that CRD diesel in yeah, that, the WK. Weird, like, yeah, it's like a Mercedes engine, right? Yep. Yeah. So I imported that one from. I'm from Ontario originally. Grew up there. Okay. Um, and I, <laughs> I bought this stupid thing in Ontario, which was just a terrible decision because, first of all, imp- so fun fact: if you ever import, or maybe you guys know all about importing, but if you I imported a Forerunner. Okay, excellent. <laughs> from Canada. So, from Canada, from Ottawa, yeah. which is like so, pretty close. So did they give you the letter of compliance right away? Yes. Okay, so did. I imported some VWs. They gave me a letter of compliance right away. Super simple. Mm-hmm. Do not try to import a Jeep because they refuse, for whatever reason, they refuse to give you a letter of compliance. So I actually had it all the way, they let me across the border, but they didn't like stamp the import paper. So I actually had to take it back up to Buffalo like a month later Mm. and have it impounded with an actual importer for 30 days before I could take it back. Reapply. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they wouldn't get the letter of compliance. So that was a whole fiasco. And then of course it'd been getting salted for, it was like 2008, I think. So it was, you know, it had, Mm. had some miles on it and it was just rusty underneath. And I just fought that thing for all two years. I had it, uh, and also like Jeep guys don't know anything about it because the engine's different. Mm-hmm. And then the Mercedes guys don't want to touch it. It was, it was, right. it, was it was great, but it wasn't great. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas like the V8 was just a beast. I mean, that thing didn't, did, it never gave me any complaints. I think that was like a 2005. Okay. So um, the five, seven, like early Hemis. And it was, I mean, the trailer's super light and that thing just, it never complained. I mean, I beat the living crap out of that thing all across the West for years and mm-hmm. just, until I ran out of oil, then it did. Then it then it didn't like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. No. I was, I was about to ask, like, were there any reliability issues? But yes, running out of oil would. That whole, yeah, like, that'll bup, do bup, it. Bup, 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 you hear that piston firing? And yeah, it's... that's weird that they didn't give you the compliance letter. Like, I sent a letter to Toyota has like a compliance officer. Yeah. And they gave me the letter. I don't know. Forty-eight hours later. Yeah, that's exactly how VW just like was. signed yep. and addressed my name. Yep, that's most. That's most. Uh, manufacturers from my research there's just a few that they don't know just, don't like just it, jeep so. is a little different. noted yeah it's a jeep's jeep just, thing you yeah. wouldn't understand <laughs> they're just salty <laughs> that they have to ship it over the border only to have it come back yeah yeah i think they want you to buy your, your jeep in the country of its origin or something yeah like Ooh, maybe maybe okay so, so have you had anything any other interesting four by fours no that's it um I drove like growing up, dad was always driving like old, like 90, early nineties Jettas and golf. So that's why I drove like my first cars. And, uh, I would always, we'd always go back in fishing and hunting in Canada. And I blew two separate oil pans. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Driving these little, uh, VW. So then Jeez. I, 
actually so I, I bought an outback one of the like the old like lower style to, to tow this camper mm-hmm. i at that point in my life i was i was like 20 right so i i i thought that towing capacity you know how like most things in life there's like a, a stated maximum minimum and usually they're like super conservative like you can go you can mm-hmm. double that and be fine mm-hmm. just so you guys know towing capacity is not one <laughs> yeah, no. they're very specific no. on that one yeah so we're coming down the mountains out of uh the first if you're ever driving west through Wyoming, there's a first range of mountains we're coming down the other side into i think it was laramie either laramie or cheyenne and uh it just the the push the camper just pushing all the way down through and i got to the bottom i could only um get in first and it would like it would get just enough i could, I could like kind of crawl it just torched the transmission i think is what happened oh so god I, I bought the jeep that two hours later from a dealer in nice. Miami and never look back oh, <laughs> well yeah no that towing capacity most people like think it's just you know based on weight and like size of vehicle but it's like it's usually brakes and transmission you know yeah. Yeah, it's, it's but, very much the European model you were doing there. Got a car for a camper. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> they use Kias. Why would it matter? Yeah. Shit, yeah. they use Corollas to tow things. Yeah, Why does it matter? Impressive. And and the hitch balls are like these little tiny little. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen those? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ross has one on his Miata. Oh God, no! I I uh, don't. But I'll, I'm gonna try to drop a picture into the chat of the uh, of the hitch receiver ball that comes uh comes with the Volvo. Hitch. Just, just so John on. doesn't think you're a complete Stand psycho, by. he's using it to carry like beach chairs to the yeah, beach. Yeah, okay. the Miata <laughs> hitch is for like it's, it's not for any actual towing. <laughs> it's it's strictly like beach chairs and like I am going on a trip and I have to bring an air mattress. I right. can't bring an air mattress and also bring beach chairs and it's in the car's current state. I'm um, worried. I'm worried about your chips that are requiring beach chairs and air mattresses. I'm a little concerned. Well, they're, I mean, they're two months out still. They're very, very helpful <laughs> trips, especially considering we're on a 14-day quarantine for people coming into New York and Connecticut now. Yeah, I saw that today. Crazy. Like, how are you going to police that? Good luck. Uh, who knows? Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to... I'm really enjoying my Midwest nobody around. <laughs> All of a sudden, flyover country became very uh, appealing. Just keep flying over. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you, wait, you into the Zoom chat with it? Uh, I'm, I'm having minor technical difficulties, <laughs> so stand by. Let's uh, continue the conversation as my computer does so, the pinwheel of death here. John, you, you said you got a new camper. Yes. How big is the new one? And by the what way, want, I, I looked up the Casitas, and those are awesome. <laughs> they are. I, I think they're great. Um, they don't really get much bigger than 17. Uh, so we looked at going back to a Casita, but we just need a little bit more room. So it's a 21 footer. Uh, it, it, okay. When I'm done with it, the vibes will be good. The vibes aren't <laughs> as good yet. Um, it, cause it's not vintage. I was like 2019. Um, it is a, so I get this freaking RV titles are so long. It's a, uh, uh, forest river Cherokee wolf pup. 16 bhs <laughs> wait 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 my wait, favorite wait. part is google Forest prompted River, it once i got to cherokee wolf. yeah wolf wolf pup pup 16 bhs yeah. i mean that's a string of words i've never typed before that's, yeah for sure not so, so, again, I, so I dropped that okay. picture in so, you have to look at it. oh that thing's nice where's the picture oh it's in the oh, it should be a little chat download save oh Making me download things. <laughs> oh, it's probably a virus for sure, right? Definitely. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, it, if it's a virus, it came from Apple. So. 
It's All Ross's right. version of the virus. Yeah. Loading. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. I'm not going to say what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something. Is that made of steel? It's not like some sort of, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know. All material. I, it's about as, it's about as flat, phallus looking as it can get without actually being one. It's yeah, silicone based. Uh... <laughs> no, it's weird. If you push a button on the bottom, it vibrates. <laughs> Just make sure you change the batteries. <laughs> technical glitch. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we can actually share that in the, uh, in the show notes on Hooniverse. That might be too much. But this trailer looks really Jeff nice. Jeff will be okay with that. Yeah, It'll be up well, to Jonathan to okay that one or not since we're tying his hey, company a, name to the show. It's a, it's a perfectly fine image. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. okay. fair. Just a ball for Miata. It is um, no, it's, no, it's for a Volvo. European it's, it's hitch. For Volvo. Yes, oh, very, for Volvo. very, very European. But yes. um, this trailer is killer looking. Like that's Okay, so nice. it's... Thank you. I don't uh, yet agree. But when I'm done with it, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably going to do like a... a I'm gonna take all the lettering off and I'll probably do like a Brio uh, partial wrap and then I'll, I'll, I need to lift it, put bigger tires on and solar and like maybe a light mm -hmm. bar. Is it a, um, is it a solid axle all the way across? Uh, I don't even freaking know. Um, <laughs> light bar? Why? <sighs> Why not? <laughs> like, like, under, okay, so like underneath the awning is already a LED light strip. Right. But it's just not very strong. So if you just put a light bar there, you have your awning, not like maybe like a double one, then you can light up your whole campsite underneath the awning. That's that's what I thought. Um, that makes with. sense. So Dude, I haven't even looked. Nice. The layout is super nice because you have it's only twenty one feet. You got the bathroom is like, has a totally separate shower rather than the, the shower head being over the toilet like a lot of the compact ones are. Yeah. You have a dinette, which is a bed. You have a queen size bed, and then the the, the X factor for a dad. There's a there's bunk beds in the back. That are just like permanently up. So you have your dinette isn't constantly up and down to be a kid's bed. It can just stay, stay a dinette and the kids can sleep in the bunk bed. So um, I picked up for like 12,000 bucks from a dealer, which I was really happy with. It's almost impossible to buy a camper right now, by the way. Like if you, any orders placed with factories for most brands are in September right now. They're so bad oh, because yes. the RV industry is just going insane right now. No one wants to fly. Yeah, everyone's right. canceling canceling their Disneyland plans, and they're either investing in the backyard, which is great for Brio, or they're mm -hmm. investing in uh, <laughs> RVs going camping, yep. which is also great for Brio, actually. So I, I did the same I thing in my backyard. I had a pergola, and I ripped all the wood off the pergola and put polycarbonate on top yeah. of it. So now I have another 200 square feet of mostly three-season usable space out there that, yep. for a minimal investment, made living at stay-at-home much easier. Right. So that's the camper. Um, I, I don't know what the options are for lifting. I, I literally haven't even looked into it, but I've, there's got to be a way we can figure out to uh, get it up a bit, even if just like the biggest thing I'm just trying to do is get higher clearance. So when we, when we lived in the casita, we, we didn't plug, I think we plugged in once in two years. Like we, we oh just never, never plugged in. Um, and we had solar and we just, we were in the West a lot. So BLM land, Bureau of Land Management, you can camp for two weeks with no permit and same with national forest land. So basically the way it pretty much always is, is you're ro rolling back these logging roads. There's a great spot for a campsite, but 300 yards further, there's an even better spot, but the roads washed out. That's like every mm -hmm. single time. Right. And so we would, 
always just mob it through. And, and that's kind of why both the Jeeps and the camper by the end were, were pretty thrashed because I didn't do anything custom to either of them. I just, just ran them through stock and <laughs> ways to, Dude, to you're, get one the best. You're very much in line with our thinking about like, whatever you have, just oh, yeah. go do it and just beat the shit out of it and then enjoy it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this one spot in Wyoming on BLM land that the, there's a dry Creek bed that it's not even, there's like a kind of like a two track. And then there's a faint four wheeler trail that goes off to the side. And that's what it kind of circles back. And we found this really cool, like camping spot behind this rock formation, but there's a, a like a Creek bre- Creek bed that every spring gets washed out. And uh, so every time I take the, the casita through there, it would completely bottom out the hitch in the sand. So just like, you know, if you can picture like a, kind of like a V shape, right? So it's just like the hitch is buried and there's the axle from the camper on one side and, and the Jeep on the other side and you're digging. <laughs> um, so what I'm trying to do is with this next rig, figure out a way where that happens less. Um, okay. So basically just clearance is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. Um, and then, and then just being able to, 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 to tow it. So I think that the, that the Wolf Puff is 3,500 pounds dry. Um, so like the F-150 we have at Brio, it's just a V6. Uh, it, I mean, you don't even notice the campers behind it. Um, and right. that's kind of our corporate truck. It's just nice, looks good, we'll wrap it. But I want to have a personal rig that I can like be a little more aggressive with. So I, I am just starting from scratch as far as like, I, I, I know it has to be a truck. It can't be, um, I just go back to a Jeep probably, except that I, I want to have room for more fire pits, more wood, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. We're doing a lot of like cooking events with people. So I want to be able to support that. So it's gotta be some sort of, have some sort of truck bed and uh, also have enough room in there to store, you know, have two kids and mm-hmm. parents. So what are your ideas? What's your rough budget? <laughs> um, let's say like, okay, so I guess we should preface it by saying how, how new versus how old are we going? I've always driven mm-hmm. older vehicles. Um, I mean, clearly, uh, and I'm not opposed to that. I think it's like more comes down to reliability. Mm-hmm. So budget, I mean, let's say, let's say 12 to 30. Oh boy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I love this okay. game. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay. I have... All right, Chris, you want to start or you want me to start? Because this is going to be well, fun. This is playing with somebody else's money here. So I, <laughs> Usually exactly. we're just fucking up our own bank accounts. <laughs> I, I do have an idea for the trailer. Um, if it is an axle all the way across, there's a company named uh, Timbren, T-I-M-B-R-E-N. Sounds familiar. And, Let me write that down. And they make a axleless rear axle. That's right. And, and I think they have one that's rated for... Um, I think it's 7,500, which if this is 3,000 dry, if you, I think they're rated at like 3,500, 5,000 and 7,500. Individually or per set? Per set. Okay. Uh, Per set. Um, Wow. This is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And they, they're basically, they would bolt to the the trailer's frame. So you'd be able to pull off and that creates... The, and, it, and so the reason I looked at it is I recently got a 2008 Sequoia um, and I want to build the camper trailer. And so these were the, the axles that I eventually want to hopefully convince my wife that we can buy <laughs> um, because then I can put the same lug pattern on the trailer as I have on the truck. I can, I can have those extra spares uh, back there. 
it, it like looking at pictures though, it works so well because you're just eliminate you're completely eliminating the lowest point. Right. So exactly. yeah, it, it raises your ground clearance quite a bit just because of there's no axle there. That's good. No, that's and a great idea. I think they also have enough. I I I don't know if it's like a a lift or what to it, but like if there's a, a spring rating you can get on it that can maybe have it sit a little higher even. Um, that was my first thought <laughs> was about how to get the trailer a little higher. Right. That's a great. Um, that's a because because then basically obviously t- you, the. Right underneath is where you're typically hitting rocks, and if that just didn't even have an axle, right? You know yep. that that would be sweet. It makes your breakover point for the trailer better. Breakover is that right? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, we'll go with that. Um, the other thought I had is I don't know if you want to modify the actual hitch. They have some uh, um, more articulating like. They're not, mm. it's not like the ball and the, the cap over it. It's right, like right. these weird things that'll actually go. Um, I've seen those, but I don't, I know, I know you guys do metal work, but I don't know if you want to do that much metal work. Mm, I, That's fab. That's full on fab. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, as for truck ideas, oh man, 12 to 30. I got to Buy the best, nicest Tundra you can afford and put either Fox, Icon, or King suspension on it. Okay. And leave it at that. You know, do like a wrap and bumpers if you want and lights. Right, right, right. But I would say do Just the best Tundra you can get. Yeah, because I mean it sounds like you want something that's gonna kinda not cause any headaches whatsoever. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like I so <laughs> I my get dad <laughs> enjoys tinkering with vehicles. That's why he drives ninety two Jettas exclusively. <laughs> when I was a kid, I helped change engines, I helped change transmissions, radiators. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, He's done. Yeah. You, you got your hands full of other stuff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like later in life, but right now it's like, it's just got to work. Uh, so no. So they're reliable. You're saying, I mean, Chris has multiple uh, of, of the V8 Toyotas and they have 300 plus on them. Well, no, none of them have 300 plus yet. So, uh, I've, what about so the, the forerunners only at two 60 something we've been in lockdown oh, for a while oh, i haven't been putting oh, fair, fair. okay i stand uh, corrected and that's that's the four seven um which basically if you run into the four seven it's every ninety thousand miles it's a water pump and a timing belt yeah but that's like five years <laughs> seriously that's pretty it's minor 50, yeah fifteen hundred to two grand to get that done at a dealer right um my the 08 Sequoia is 182,000 miles, and it's that's the 57, which is which you'll probably run into in most of the Tundras. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the horsepower rating and the torque ratings are are good. It's like 380 horsepower, but like it's not fast. Right. But I I never feel like I'm wanting for power. Um, right. And the tow rating on the Sequoia is like 10,000 pounds. So like yeah yeah plenty. The trailer's never going to be an issue. Now, the suggestion I would make with the kids is to try to get a crew max. Okay. And this is where you'll have to play the balance of kids versus how much bed space you want. Yeah, crew, you go down to a 5.5. Five. The crew max doesn't give you the full bed, but it is the most rear seat room other than the Ram Mega Cab. The Mega Cab, yeah, those things are awesome. But it's, I think it's like... 40 inches of okay. 
It's wild. Wow. Rear like seat you, leg Your room? kids won't be able to kick your back seat if they right. tried. And right. as a bigger guy moving car seats around, you can actually get in there and like hunch over and be able to move easily back and forth. That's. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd sacrifice bed space for that because <laughs> like it, I, the fire pits and stuff, um, they're not huge. I just need to have a bed is my point. I, I just can't have right. like an upholstered interior where I'm throwing wood in there and fire right. pits like greasy right. and. So no, that's fine. So crew yeah. max tundra. Okay. That's where I'd, I'd, I'd is one option. It's a really good option. I would park my money right there. I'd get a crew max tundra with a five seven. You could might even be able to find like an early TRD Pro, like one of the first year trucks, like right around thirty. Yeah. And then I don't know, do suspension, wheels, tires, call it. That's it. Truck won't die. We did seem and to lose Chris though. We has frozen. He is. He does appear to be frozen. So what suspension should I? Like he had, he was in like a lab coat and he had like a little pen flashlight and he was going around like with a notepad. <laughs> I was like totally freaked out by the whole thing because I was, I mean, aside from other things, extremely hungover. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I, it's normal car buying stuff. You know, if yeah, it's got yeah. good records and it's clean and the frame straight and it's not doing anything funny, then it's yeah. probably okay. Just, change all the fluids when you buy it right yeah sweet so yeah well, i will uh start shopping for a tundra is is uh it seems like you guys are kind of coalescing around that as the best choice well it's tough you know because everything works differently for different people like my brother has a, a ram rebel and he loves it but yeah. you know it might not work for you because he has the ability to just go to the dealer if it, right. <laughs> if, and when something gets fucked up, um, which is not infrequent right. and he's got, you know, a CPO warranty, but I don't know. I, I grew up around like American vehicles and, and had a lot of experience with like general motors vehicles and Jeeps. And right. I mean, my last three vehicles have all been Japanese and they have been the least headache inducing vehicles that I've ever owned. You know, <laughs> and like, you know, my, my forerunners gave me less headaches in, in the years that I had them than other cars have given, like American cars gave me in the span of a month. So right. I don't have kids. I can't speak on behalf of that frame of mind. And I also don't run my own business, but if it were me, I would, I would kind of just point towards something where it can be completely headache free and just completely just hands off, drive the crap out of it. Yeah. Like know there's good support. Know that if you're deep in the woods across the country or, you know, on the highway, chances are if something goes wrong, you can find a Toyota dealership and find yeah. a part. Um, right. Right. And you know, that Which, engine. That was and, one of the biggest issues with Adelica is, is even simple parts, man. It's, it's really, really tough to find. Oh, um, sure. That's why I was asking about the AC before. Right. Yeah. So I, I got the guy that, that bought it, checking out the AC to see if there's anything actually wrong with it. Mm -hmm. If there is, I'll just re reimburse him for it. But I think it's going to yep. be charged. But most, like I had, I had a caliper uh, that went bad and uh, it was a bear finding a part. Oh, I bet. But that's weird because isn't the Delica, doesn't the Delica share a lot with the, with other Mitsubishi's from that era? The only one it shares some with, some parts, uh, is the, um, the, the, it's like a late 80s, early 90s. Um, what is it? 
I thought there was some overlap with like there, the Montero of that yeah, yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, the Montero. Yep, yep, exactly. So there, there are some, but there's, there's just weird stuff. You know how that is, like just weird mm-hmm. stuff you got to just bring in from Japan. Right. I think as they become more popular, there'll be more and more US-based sites where you can get a part in two days. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those cars that, that you definitely wouldn't have wanted to own pre-internet. Um, <laughs> makes it a lot easier right. now. Yeah, I like that. You can overnight parts from Japan? God damn it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Dude, if I can't get a Fast and Furious reference in per show, we have an issue. <laughs> I hope there's a Delica in Fast and the Furious at some point. Uh, there hasn't been yet. There was one in 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 like an indie off like a, a zombie movie shot in Europe, an indie zombie movie that they really? it it's, yeah, it's indie sick. zombie it's movie. Indie. What movie was that? I was, mean, it the, was it the <laughs> Swedish one where the zombies were also Nazis? I, oh God, I I don't believe it was that one. There's a lot of indie zombie movies. I didn't actually watch the film. I just saw the photos of the car in a bunch of forums. Um, okay. Let's find a photo of this Delica. This thing is sweet. Okay, I'm gonna need to find out because the, or maybe it was a awesome. heist movie. I think it was. It was. <laughs> it, it was uh, it's just like one in the background of like 28 days later and nobody's ever noticed it probably. Or maybe there, I'm trying to remember. I think maybe there was bank robbers that jumped oh, out of it. I forget. I, I should, I'll find, I'll find after the show. Okay. But it was in, it was in some, I was down some internet rabbit hole on Delica forums and I found this guy that had modded it out and it was, it was probably the sickest um, Delica I've seen. Is it the red one with the spare tire on the front? It's not red. It's like, it's like, post-apocalyptic looking like they, they they sprayed it with some weird uh um not zombie movie so it's no this like- is model car forum how what like google come on so is it almost like mad max style yeah yeah, yeah it's more mad max style um, that sounds awesome i can't remember how to spell post-apocalyptic Okay. Oh God, As these things are so cool. <laughs> Seriously. All right, here we oh. go. Got it. Got it. Okay, hit us. What you got? All right. Let me go ahead and. Oh, this thing is so sick. That's right. They put. They put. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let me just show it to you here. Uh, let me just get. It's a. Looks like there's a Pinterest pin with it. Post-apocalyptic it... Delica. All right. Is it it's coming like in chat. Cage over the windshield. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> With like a like an orange light to the left side kind of thing. I chatted it to you. Oh, looking now. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. same one. <laughs> That's straight out of Mad Max. The snor- I've never seen a snorkel come out from like the fucking wheel well. Yeah. That's yes, awesome. you have. Yes, you the have. The back of a wheel arch. On the what? Toyota Coaster that I, the twenty six Coaster. I was like, this is what I should get to camp in. I'll fit all my kids in it. Is that where that, it was on that? On that too. Because the engine's literally sitting both between the driver and front passenger on both of them. Um, hold on, stand by. Has some odd uh, promoted posts in this Delica page. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a bunch of fitness models that showed up there. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> Thanks, I think Google, internet, knows, right? Google yeah. knows too much. Yeah. Oh, I got bumped out of Pinterest. <laughs> oh there's some weird like russian delica stuff going on too like oh, mad yeah. max mad maxified if that's are you sure word. it's delicas and not the uaz 452 the um, red bands am i sure 
No. Not entirely. <laughs> but I'm also very confused by the other suggestions on Pinterest right now. Yeah, exactly. Watch yourself. Yeah. Close. Okay. Um, <laughs> close. There's a reason close. I don't go back to Pinterest. Yeah. Only for work. Okay. That's pretty cool. So moving on. Um, I'm going to be shopping for a Tundra Crew Max 5.7. I'm going to get King Icon or Toy Tech suspension. Better wheels. uh, And just get the best Tundra I can buy. Sounds like a good plan. I do think we lost Chris again. We are having a shit internet night. <laughs> well, you and I are fine. He's Seriously. having internet night. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Like, I know a few people out West who have just had full on like cell phone outages. I know there yeah. were some like crazy widespread outages down there. Yeah. Uh, the only outages we've had, we had a transformer explode at one point, but other than that, totally fine. Yep. Knock on wood. Watch five seconds later, you know. What do you guys do for internet and like cell service and, and all of that when you're traveling? So Verizon, if you're in the West, Verizon is still the best. Um, so we have Verizon and we have a cell phone booster, which runs off of DC power. They're like 300 bucks are kind of expensive, but uh, you can find them on Amazon. Um, truckers use them like a long haul truckers <laughs> when they go through. So basically it's got an antenna. I built like an extension for it. So get like 15 feet up. And then uh, I just set that up beside the, beside the casita and run the wires. And then there's basically all of your, like any phone within, I think it's like 10, 12 feet will be boosted signal. And then we just run a hotspot off of the phone to laptops. Cause for the, for a while there was like the main or the only office employee at Bria for the first you know year or so. So mm-hmm. if you called the 100 number, it came to my phone and uh, like halftime I was on a mountain somewhere. So right. you, <laughs> taking you a phone no call while you're yeah. at like 5,000 feet. Oh yeah. That's awesome. But no, the cell phone boosters actually work great. They don't, if there's zero signal, um, usually they won't help. But if there's like, you know, half of one bar and you have a booster, you can get like full bars or, you know, three, four bars. Wow. That's wild. So they're definitely worth it. Sounds like it. Chris is back. (laughs) This is a freaking nightmare tonight. My internet's (laughs) been so stable. (laughs) Your kid's uh, sitting downstairs pushing the on-off switch on the router. <laughs> dude, I just walked downstairs. The TV was on, a Nintendo Switch was on, a Kindle's on, a cell phone. I'm like, can somebody log off tonight, please? Give me 20 minutes. Oh. That's pretty funny. I felt like so, doing a Seinfeld bit downstairs. What is going on? What the hell's going on? I don't even have a good Seinfeld impression. I just So did you get a chance to try the product here? I, I have not. And I did apologize in the show notes because Little League started and my life has been ruined. So uh, all good. When, I was, all good. when I was talking to before, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I could, I could get away for a weekend. And they were like, no, no, no. We're opening the state. You're, you're playing Little League forever now. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. So it, we do have a, uh, um, a family uh, trip. We're going we're gonna to run out to Colorado uh, gas stations only and then stay with the people that we're going to stay with. Uh, and then run right back. And so um, they have a ranch at Wested Vale, and they have some uh, enough land that I can take the boys in a tent, and I'm planning to use it out there. Nice. <laughs> there you go. So this is like a great first first ex- experience, but yeah, we'll ruin it 
with the oh. Rocky Mountains because <laughs> where else am I going to be able to duplicate that around here? Like <laughs> seriously, but I am impressed at like how well it's packed. Like it's super handy, just a quick bag and grab it and go kind of thing. Like yeah, that's that's kind of how we design it. We wanted something. You're the outpost, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a product that we designed because we wanted something that was both camping friendly and also would fit into your backyard fire pit so that the locking system works great on your fire pit. And then you have the, the anchor point that goes on the ground so you can take it camping as well. Which so that's the fire pits I think have me more intrigued just yeah. because of the ability to how many stakes can you have going at once on this thing? It looks like there's like three cows on top of all the fire. <laughs> yeah, we pack them pretty good because you have like the sear plate on the outside, which is basically like almost like a griddle surface or a skillet surface um, that's stainless steel all the way around the outside. That gets really hot. And then you have your grill on top. So like the 24 inch X series. I mean, you could probably fit. I mean, like if you're doing especially like a New York strip, you can easily get, you know, 20 steaks on there. Oh my God. And they so cook fast because you're, you know, you got almost a thousand degrees. So you're, you're cooking, you know, a couple minutes. So we don't believe in that New York strip here. We have KC strip. KC strip. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the cows are here. We have to call it something different. Fair. This is brilliant though. Like, I, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> they're a little big. Like, that's why I designed the outpost. They're a little, they're definitely a, more of a backyard product. We have some that are, that are a bit lighter, but we make them here right here in PA and they're, they're, chunks of steel like we build them a lot their mm. lifetime warranty so that's the only thing with like an overland like especially if you got a smaller rig the outpost if you're just cooking over a fire is your best your best gig um but we you can i mean like the like the 19 inch double flame is is all stainless it's 40 pounds so it's not that heavy mm -hmm. um but it's it's definitely a chunk yeah I, very I, cool I, I like the idea of smokeless fire pit that's especially with kids like i feel like Every campfire, they're constantly just like, ah, it's stinging. Like, just yeah. don't oh, what? Yeah. smoke. But, One breeze and it's in your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the breeze always follows you. Like, it's it's every time. Picks one person, right? Just right. chase Seriously. them around. So, when you guys started, like, I think on the background, I, I haven't pulled up any other internet windows because I'm trying not to crash my <laughs> internet right now. But I think on the background, it said you guys – you you are now completely manufacturing here in the U.S. Before, what were you having to do? Like, was it a little? So it was always just in the states. We just didn't always manufacture everything in house. So we had like different sub shops. It's always been 100% American made, um, but it was like different sub shops before. And then like three years ago, we merged. Basically, the my partner and I. Um, it was called Brio Industries for like the first three years. Um, my the the our main sub shop. The owner of that com company that was called Pen Eagle Fabrication, his name is Amos. Him and I bought out my previous partner, merged all the companies together, called it Brio. And that was in January of 2017, so three, three and a half years ago. And mm -hmm. that's really when we really started to accelerate because now we can design products in-house, build products in-house, um, you know, ship. Everything's just in one building. So it, it allows us to be a lot more picky on quality. Uh, we can turn on new products a lot quicker, just just kind of a better lighter system. nimbler yeah 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 and you'll have to excuse me if i missed this earlier is the tundra camper set up so you can just roll to all the overland expos each sheet <laughs> seriously <laughs> it'll need to be uh, let me uh plug in my laptop about the die just give me one no no i totally get it tonight it's one of those nights night of technical difficulties oh my god jeez so clearly you're gonna have to send me these files that you're now recording <laughs> yeah if i can find where they end up on my computer i i 
I was working on something last night and I somehow created a file that I can't find. Like it's, I know it's on the computer. I just, I don't know. Even where. in the finder window. Even so it shows up in the finder window, but then there's no way to trace where that file exists. Yeah. That's, that's where Apple gets me sometimes. Yeah. So <sighs> just living in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross, you're on the show because I can't pull up show notes. So Okay, <laughs> stand by. I was just making sure we're still recording. <laughs> uh, it is. I still see the light. We're good. Um, uh, contingency plans. <laughs> oh, God. Now Chrome is giving me the little pinwheel. Hang on. All right, I can get to mine real fast. I can, I'll risk it again. I effectively yelled at enough kids to scare them to off devices. I think we're okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Oh, nope. Did you, did you talk through how you got into starting a fire pit company? Did I miss that part? Uh, that's, I think the sentence that's extremely blurred on my Google Chrome right now. So <laughs> I, okay. I just want to know, John, how you got into actually making fire pits, like what, how you got there? Sure. Uh, let's see. Rewind here. So basically I, um, my background's marketing. That's my degrees in. And I was working for a marketing agency here in Lancaster um, I moved out from Canada, finished my degree down here. And then I was working with this agency. We did a lot of like print media, stuff like that. And I had a lot of clients out in Ohio and there's like a, kind of like a manufacturing hub there. There's like an Amish community. They do a lot of manufacturing, like furniture and stuff. And so we had a lot of clients in that space. And one of my colleagues out there is like, Hey dude, there's this Amish guy that invented this smokeless fire, but you should check it out. Um, and I was kind of getting sick of the agency world. I was looking for something more like in some sort of like you know, consumer products, something like that. And so I met this guy and he showed me this product. I'm like, dude, this has like, he had like a working prototype. Um, like a, basically a, it was good to go. Just no one had ever heard of it. And I'm like, this is a great, you know, I think a lot of people uh, would love this if, if they would have more exposure. Mm -hmm. So him and I kind of got together and partnered up. He was the original investor. And so him and I started Brio Industries with that original product. Uh, that was in the spring of 2014. And okay. so we took it to Salt Lake City for the HPBA, so the Hearth Patio and Barbecue Association trade show. Every year it moves around. That year it was in Salt Lake and it ended up winning best in show for most innovative product. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, did it, and did, did the initial prototype already have that? Sh sh oh man, I'm going to not be able to say sear. Sear? No, the sear plate. No, that, that was uh, actually a 2019 launch. So that was okay. a pretty in a, in recent um, addition. Mm -hmm. Um, but that became the best sell on the site, like the week, the week after. So it hasn't, <laughs> wow. it hasn't stopped since then. Yeah. That was fast. Um, so that was kind of how we got started and then, um, just kind of grew it mostly through a dealer network for the first few years. And then the last three years, basically since our merger, we've also really become a lot more aggressive in e-commerce. It's just a great e-commerce product ships in a box. And, um, some of the bigger models are ship on, you know, LTL on pallets, mm. but, um, so we'll now, talk about LTL in a little bit. I got a, I got a story. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's basically, uh, the backstory. Sweet. That's pretty cool. No, Isn't I like it a lot. I bet got enough kids for s'mores that fire pits make a lot of sense. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah, I feel way, like so um, a, a s'more hack for you real quick. So, uh, we were making last night. We were just today. I drove all day getting back from Tennessee. And uh, last night we were down there and we were doing a, a video shoot up on this like double decker deck looking over this lake. And uh, so we had a group, we were doing like some fire cooking and we we're doing kind of like a campfire scene. And I was dropping some tips on s'mores. And one mm -hmm. of them is if you have the sear plate, 
um, if you ever notice with a s'more, when you squish it together, because the chocolate is still cold, it just sort of like the marshmallow squishes out and the chocolate's just sort of just this block in the middle, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if you put the chocolate on the graham cracker and then slide it on the sear plate for like 30 seconds, it gets like starts getting melty. So then when you throw your marshmallow on, the marshmallow's heat doesn't have to do the heavy lifting of melting the chocolate and you squish and boom, it's just- it's, you know, Everything's perfectly everything's, together. Yeah. That's, that's gonna be life-changing for some people, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Well, it makes me oh, think man. about how I can use the outpost to get that. To oh, you can do the, the same, same thing. You can yeah. do the same thing. Just, just slide it on the side of the outpost over the yeah. fire. Yeah. You're just going to have to have, keep that, keep the grill like a little off the side. You don't want to be right over the flames for that. Yeah. But you can do the same thing. Yeah. Like That's that amazing. It's really brilliant. It's about 60 degrees too warm for s'mores here, but I know what, I know exactly what I'll be trying come time in the fall. But See, it's uh, definitely not the time of year. No, no. <laughs> but I feel like the products, like you guys hit the market exactly at the right time. Like right as the explosion of overlanding and self-sufficient camping and living like really happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then of course with COVID everyone's in the backyards. Um, and so it's just, everyone's putting a lot of energy in, into backyard, either backyards or camping. And uh, both, both are great for us. So we're super blessed in that way. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. Yeah. So, my quick LTL story is I ordered a Thule carrier to, you know, put on top of the truck so we could travel. First one showed up with a crack in it, sent it back. <laughs> Second one didn't even get delivered, damaged in transit. Yeah. I'm starting to really wonder about these things that are supposed to be like the best cargo carriers out there that they can't even survive getting well, to me. The shipping industry right now is just in just it's just a mess and so you're you're having carriers that are sourcing things out to less less reputable carriers and mm -hmm. people are running into things with forklifts and it's just it's oh, yeah. a mess right now and yeah. they're they're renting trucks from penske and from all the other guys just because there's such a massive overload of shipments right now yeah. do the 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 pickup to return the first one was supposed to be between three to six p.m they showed up at six a.m oh boy <laughs> <laughs> like somebody types something wrong got that <laughs> yeah. window a little off yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, based on our internet glitches, I definitely think we have our time. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Scared of what may come. John, do you want to promote your social media? Uh, yeah. So Brio, you can find us. Brio spelled B-R-E-E-O. And uh, on social and on online, it's just Brio.co. So Brio.co on Instagram. Um, and then just Brio on Facebook. YouTube and then Brio.co's our website and that's where you can find us. Yeah. Very cool. And hopefully Thanks. find you guys at some expos once things open back up. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. If you want to get hungry, follow them because seriously, that's generally what happens to me. <laughs> Dude, I, my wife and I watch a lot of cooking shows and competitive cooking shows and we stare at a lot of pictures of food and some of the pictures on, on your Instagram are like, I look at them and go like, what the fuck? <laughs> so how? <good. laughs> how? It's wild. Yeah, we have a lot uh, of fun with that. I bet. Uh, you can still follow what Ross and I write on The Hooniverse on Twitter, The Real Hooniverse on Instagram, or you can, you know, just go to the website. Ross actually wrote things. I did. I did. <laughs> Much to Jeff's anger, I wrote something probably three times as long as it needed it to be. But yeah, yeah we he have already gave you crap for your SEO. Yeah, he did. Lack of SEO. <laughs> Utter and total lack of SEO. 
You know that keyword density is no longer as big of a deal as it was in the late 90s, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's exactly it. Yeah. But LCHE doesn't do anything for Land Cruiser no. Heritage Edition when somebody's trying not. to find it. <laughs> it does not. It does take about 100 words again, out of a 3,800 word article, though. Whoa. No, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In your defense. That's a deep dive right there. A little bit. Yeah. In your defense, Land Cruiser Heritage Edition wasn't the title of every or every article you wrote on it, so we're, we're probably okay. Also, your, as long as your meta tags correct. Yeah. Also, yes. in my defense, those those titles may have been changed by somebody who wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. That's why we have editors. That's, that's why, why we have editors. More. Yeah. That's why they get paid. That's why. Yeah. That's. Yeah. <laughs> they get paid to unfuck my fuck ups. <laughs> yeah. So. We're just writers. We don't count. <laughs> <laughs> and on that uh so if you want to read what i write it's at overlanding dad on twitter and instagram <laughs> ross has the world's Christ. longest instagram yeah, name it's no not like the one from friends and i'm I'm, gr- I'm getting ever closer to my media blackout and i'm so excited yeah johnny ross is going to take off the entire month of august which makes my life as a podcast co-host with him delightful <laughs> <laughs> you know you can like you can pre-record yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna, gonna do. have to. We're gonna have to slam it in at the same time. Little League was like, "Hey, you're gonna play 17 games a week for three kids. You got <laughs> this, right?" <laughs> Which next week we we've and to be honest, we've been off. Uh, we haven't had a Wednesday game in a long time, and of course, next week we were like the the guest was like, "Oh yeah, I can do Wednesday," and I was like, "I have games Wednesday. I can't do Wednesday now." So, uh, you, when your kids get older, you'll completely understand it's constant flexibility. I, I had no idea that Little League was such a grind. That's, that's wow. Well, nor, normally it, this, we're supposed to practice in April, play in May and June. Well, everything kind of got moved. So we started to practice beginning of June. We only got five practices in. And they were like, sweet, two games a week. Let's go. And Oof. between three boys, it's, wow. yeah. It's a lot. That Saturday, there's a – there's a 10 a.m. There's a noon and a 4:15, and I was like, we couldn't slow that 4:15 down a little bit, like at least chunk it all off at once. But <laughs> that's well, the way the schedule works. We know you'll be uh, consuming some beverages Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, like water. Just <laughs> yeah, also hydrate. Also that. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. All right. Well, that's thank you for show. joining us. Thank you, John. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Um, And I'm going to stop recording.